Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this podcast is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. I am so excited today to have Donna and Steven on with me. If anybody has been on Instagram or LinkedIn or any of the other social media networks, they might know of Donna and Steven as they are on a journey to connect with somebody new each day. And I am blessed for them to come on today and tell us about it and some of the lessons that they have learned. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. So glad to be here. (laughs) Um, Anybody that is new to the show or is a continued watcher, please continue to like, subscribe, and share as our goal is to bring positivity to your newsfeed, but also bringing some real life experiences on ways that we can be what we say is hot humans, humble, open, and transparent so that we know how to be unapologetically bold for things that are just us. So with that, let's get started. What are y'all not sorry for? (laughs) We're not sorry for connecting with people daily. Definitely not sorry (laughs) for connecting with people daily. (laughs) So where did this all come from? Like, how did you get started on this? Yeah, well, it's not a bit of a story. Yes, it is. It's not something I woke up one day and thought, you know, this would be a great thing to do. Um, We uh, heard of someone in Seattle, of all places, four and a half years ago, who uh, connected with people every day, took a quick photo with with them and put it on Instagram. And I remember looking at that going, this is a great way of... um, this would be a great thing to do. But then I remember also thinking, um, I mean, but how would someone do this? Like, how, how would you talk with someone every day? So I remember talking about it with Donna and we had this thought about this would be so cool to do. Um, but we, we just weren't ready for it. So the thought stayed with us for about 12 months. And as thoughts do, they either stay with you or, or, you, or they go away. Um, but because it was a persistent thought, it just, now, we've got to do this. This is a cool thing to do. That just one day it, it started. We 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 met someone and it and it just it just started. Um, and when it started, I forgot to tell Donna. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was fun. And we we just come out of an event somewhere one day, and um, we were already in the habit of sort of like just talking to people. Um, probably myself more so than Stephen because I'm just that sort of person. And so we were walking past a young lady sitting on a bench, and we stopped and said hello. And we're having a little chat with her. And then next thing Stephen says, I'd like to ask you a question, if that's okay. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder where this is going. And uh, and she said, yeah, sure. And he said, oh, we've decided to um, start a journey of meeting someone new every day for the next 366 days. And I was like, oh, wow, we've started. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, this would be great. And she was really wrapped to be number one. <laughs> That is awesome. And that's just something that I love too, is that you just, you just did it. You just went out and sometimes people feel like you have to have this elaborate plan and you have to have all these ideas, but you just acted and you did. 
And what have you learned from this experience? <laughs> I think um, wow. the, the learning helps with understanding why we started it as well. Like um, the biggest question we always get is, you know, why? why? Why do you want to do this? Well, it was simply to learn how to better communicate with people without an agenda. And if you've read Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Habit Five is all about seeking to understand before being understood. Um, we just saw that as something like a skill or a habit that we really, we really wanted to, to develop. So, you know, having conversations about agenda was really the starting point of all this, um, and it started physically meeting people. We we thought our journey was going to consist of going around our hometown every day um, and meeting people to, to connect with. And it wasn't until the coronavirus like um, happened and forced us inside that led us to LinkedIn um, and connecting with people all across the globe that we never even thought of when we started this. Oh, and that's that's the thing is you're in Australia and I am in America. And whenever we talk, the one thing that I loved is that you being across the world we had so many similarities yeah. and it just let humanity shine. So what would you say is some of the stories or some of the people that really stood out to you that it was just like, ah, oh, you're just an awesome human. So talk about some of those that made it connecting worth it. Well, the, the ones that made it the connecting worth it the most weren't the ones that we thought, um, wow, like this guy's in, this guy, in, like we met some people that have gone through some incredible uh, challenges in their life and, and overcome and those stories we can all draw strength from. But it was the people that we met that challenged us the most were the ones that we found the most, the, the most interesting. Um, as an example, maybe you talk about Sam? Oh, yes. Yes, and that, this was actually a person that we met physically early on in the journey and um, we had one of those days, which you do now and then, where it got very late and we hadn't met anyone yet and it was, in fact, it was 11.30 at night, so we had half an hour left to go before and, and we were determined, we are like, you know, this is a daily journey, we're not, not missing a day here, so we went to the gym, as you do at 11.30 at night. <laughs> um, we we did a little bit of you know bit of a five minute workout and just sort of looking around who can we talk to, and then as we were coming out near the door, there was a, a guy sitting there and he was a, a hugely muscled guy, like his arms were giant, and he was sitting there headphones on, looking down at his phone, and I thought, oh that guy looks so scary, I'm not going to talk to him. And um, so I'm walking along and I'm seeing Stephen looking at him, thinking, no, don't talk to him. He looks too scary. And then I hear Stephen say, gee, mate, you've got big arms. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness, is he going to be mad? You know, and this guy stood up and took off his headphones. And he said, oh, thanks, mate. You know, because so, he's also covered in tatteries. And, oh, thanks, mate, he goes. And then we stood there and had this great conversation. And he was just the loveliest young man um, with an amazing story. And, and and afterwards, when we left, I thought, oh, wow, that was a real, real smack in the head for me, really, because I, I felt like I judged him and thought, no, I don't want to talk to him because he's scary looking. And, and whereas, you know, that was not the fact at all. He was just a lovely person. So that was a big, big lesson in, in prejudging people. 
Um, so we, we've had to really work on that one um, to make sure that we didn't do that in future. And I think that's big too, is learning lessons through this too, because there's a quote that I say every now and then, it's like, whenever you make assumptions, be careful, because you might end up looking like the first three letters of the word. And in that process, there's a lot of times where we can assume how people will act or react or think. And that's what I love about this and, and the work that you are doing. It doesn't matter what people look like, what race they are, what religion they identify with. As long as they're a human and they're willing to talk, in essence, it's really just the, the main qualification for, for talking with y'all, which, you know, should kind of be like you think of kids as a child it didn't matter who you had as long as they're on the playground let's play you know so what are some things that you will say that you will take away for life from this um so i, I guess well, there's a number of things yeah. but uh, yeah. i guess uh, a confirmation of a number of things to start with like you know, the hardest thing to do was to start. Like, it really was the hardest. We'd thought about this for 12 months. Um, and, you know, we didn't start this. We, it was a, a journey of learning way before this. But uh, but once we heard about this idea, it did take us 12 months to actually go, let's give this a go. Um, and once we started, though, that was the hardest bit. After that, it was actually quite easy because yeah. all we had to do was every day um, just look at what we're doing today. We couldn't worry about what happened yesterday. You know, tomorrow hadn't come. We've heard this before, but it was for us that that made all the difference. You know, it was achievable if if all we did is did everything we could possibly do today. You know, if it didn't work out that we didn't meet someone, it didn't matter because by the end of the day, we'd have done everything we possibly could have. Mm -hmm. That was that was sort of what really helped us. By far, the thing that will take away that will that'll be with us forever is to understand how 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 intolerant we actually were <laughs> and how judgmental we actually were. We judged way more than we thought we did and we were way less tolerant than we thought we were. They're the things that we'll take away the most. Um, you know, just um, just simple things on judging people when we were physically meeting people if we had to say hello to enough people to have someone that would have a conversation with, you know, you just don't walk up to a complete stranger, have a conversation, get a photograph with them. Um, not everyone's that willing to have a conversation. So we had to say hello to enough people that someone would be willing to have a conversation. And what that taught us was to, um, you know, you can only control what you control. I've heard that lots of times before. It sounded like a cliche, but it was so true. Like all I can control is reaching out and you know connecting with someone. If they choose not to respond, that's not a reflection on me. It's a reflection on them. Um, I did initially take it inward. In other words, what's wrong with me? What am I saying wrong? Um, but no, like I'm doing the right thing. I'm reaching out. But then I went a bit deeper than that because um, you know we found ourselves then when someone would not want to connect with us when we're talking with them, they'd go. I then had the thoughts, okay, well, it's something with them, it's nothing to do with me, you know, and I'd, I'd start thinking of not good thoughts about that particular person. And that's when we learned also, I've, I've got to learn not to judge their non-response, right? Because I'm not in their shoes. 
I don't know what's happened to them that day. So if they choose not to respond to me, like I, I shouldn't be judging that either. Um, and that was, that took us, that was a longer, a longer thing to learn. But it was yeah. a good realisation though, you know, because then, then instead of, um, you know, someone not talking to you and you're saying to yourself or to each other, oh, what's wrong with them, you know, why are they so grumpy? It was more like, oh, gee, I hope they're okay. Yeah. You know, I hope they're not having a bad day. And, and, and it's a lot more loving and kind than, gee, what a grumpy person. And I think that's cool to build up that, almost like that empathy muscle. Like yeah. there's so much, like you guys did so much learning and what actually feels, I don't know, well, I'm speaking from assumptions, but a short period of time. Um, and it's by implementing things and doing hard stuff um, and just putting it to action. So I think this kind of brings in a question from the audience and Nathan Bennett asked, what's been the upside to doing this uh, but also what has been some of the downside as a, as well um well the upside is just is just getting to meet so many amazing people and hear so many amazing stories and um, because we really have mm -hmm. uh, we've we've sat here and just had some great laughs with people and and also sometimes you know felt sadness and and compassion for people and what they're going through um, and it's, it's just been amazing and, and some of the people that that come on I guess you know that are even shy but they just so badly want to come along and meet us and it's and it's just like wow this is just so cool I think the the upside is um, just seeing the happiness that it brings people to to connect with someone and and tell their story and then see it up there in print and and, and that's just been really cool. And um, I guess that's just one of them. Um, yeah, what about you? I think for us, the upside is, or one of the upsides is realizing how some people really appreciate, mm. um, you know, the fact that you've reached out and had a conversation with them. Like yeah. we started this with the thought of learning how to better have a conversation with people ourselves, not realizing that um, people really. Yeah really appreciated you reaching out and having a conversation with them it's that bit of it, it's definitely an upside but i, I still i still struggle with you know this is just us we all we're trying to do yeah. is learn how to communicate with people um maybe if you come and live with us for a day you might not be that excited to want to So much of a downside but it's it's just a, a limit the limitation of, yes. of time yeah so we made not not the silly mistake of but when people started asking us um how do you select people you know we, we don't select people whoever wants to have a chat we'll have a talk it uh, doesn't matter where what time we'll, we'll, we'll work something out um but then that's led to now um more people to, to talk to than we've possibly got time for. So the downside just, is the lack of time. Yeah, <laughs> there's just going to be a limit yeah. to how many yeah. a limit to how many people we can talk to in the next yeah. 99 days. But the interesting fact is, looking at what we're planning to do, uh, we're going to end up talking to probably the same amount of people in the next 99 days, and I expected to speak to the whole journey. 
Oh, wow. So at the rate we're going, we'll speak to close to 366 people in the next 99 days. Um, and then when we started this, we'll plan in on speaking to one every day. Like it's, that's, that's, it's not a downside, but it's, um, it's an unexpected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an exponential. <laughs> yes. And I, I love that y'all are doing this too, again, for the lessons that y'all are learning. But the one thing that whenever we did talk, the one thing that it helped me, because I know that whenever you speak, I don't know, sometimes, I don't know if you, I, this was your goal at first, but y'all speak life into others as well. And I don't know if you do that, if you know that you do that, but you do. But in the, in the, in the conversation that we had, you helped me reassure that humanity is actually good. And because I have this theory that 90% of humans are amazing. There's 10% that makes such a racket that it just feels like it's 50 or 60% at times. So from your experience, talk about that, that majority, like your, your thought about the majority of people and humanity. Yeah. Well, it's love to because, um, what we've learned through this, one of the things we have learned, and it's again a more of a confirmation, is we've met we've met a number of people who who have been severely challenged um, and who have risen over that challenge. Um, as an example, we met a young guy, uh, Justin, again on LinkedIn uh, in the UK, who he must have been in his twenties. Um, you know, he was in the army, uh, got posted to a certain place, stood on a landmine and had both his legs blown off and, had, and now has an amputated above the knee. And to listen and talk to him just like another, another person and hear about his eight years of surgery and everything that he's done to, to be where he is today and do things like climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And there's yeah. similar people to that that we've spoken to with incredible stories. Like, and you look at that and you go, the the seeds of greatness are within each and every one of us. Right? We all have them inside of us, but they only tend to show themselves when you get under some sort of pressure. You know, they don't, they don't, the seeds of greatness don't just fall out on the table and, and there they are. They tend to only come out when you're pressured. And that, and that reminded me of an old audio by Earl Nightingale. Um, some people may remember Earl Nightingale, but he, he was the first guy that created a, I guess, a positive message on an LP back in the 50s. He has the most mesmerizing voice. You can find his, that actual recording he did on YouTube called The Strangest Secret. And on there, he points out that the words he uses, so um, I'll just use his words, but he says, it doesn't take a lot of brains to make a living today. And he said that in the 50s, and it's the same today. Mm -hmm. so because it doesn't take a lot of brains to actually make a living, most people on their daily activities aren't challenged. Mm -hmm. So the, the greatness will never come out. So what do we learn from that? Well, we learn from that is we have to lean into challenges. We have to find ways to live outside our comfort zone because the things we want in life and the changes we want are always on the other side of our comfort zone. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the things we've learned. 
in blood, but reconfirmed for us from talking to people that there are human beings have incredible ability to overcome, but it doesn't seem to come out until you're actually challenged. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a good point too, because that's something I've said definitely during the season of life with COVID and just constant change and the unknown is there's a saying that the number one addiction and, and specifically in America is, is drugs and, and, and different things, but I say it's comfort. Yeah. And that's the number one addiction for no matter where you're at in the world is that we want to stay in our comfort and 2020 is making us so uncomfortable. And yeah. the irony is, is that you started this before everything hit the fan. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, about how it getting even more uncomfortable than it already was, especially for like the world standards. How did that even grow y'all more? Oh, that's a good question. Um, gee, because it, it was unexpected having to move on to LinkedIn and connect with people. So to start with, it was just like, oh, how? How are we going to do this? Um, and uh, we we just saw Stephen happened upon um, a lady who just put out a, a something on LinkedIn saying, oh, I'm just going to have an open uh, one-hour chat session for anyone who wants to join me. So um, we thought, okay, well, here's a good starting point. So we jumped on there one day and um, talked to her and there were a couple of other people. So, you know, there's a couple of other connections and then then it just, just built up. Um, so I guess it was just, um, yeah, we just had to, to embrace that different challenge, I guess, of, well, this is just going to be nothing like we thought it was going to be and and just just go on and figure out how to to do that whole connecting thing and unfortunately we talked to some nice people in the beginning who were good you know really great on linkedin and did all sorts of things and they gave us some good hints and tips and and helped us to you know to push past that oh what are we doing here kind of feeling to to becoming a lot more comfortable with oh wow what a fantastic way to connect and and yeah it just really kind of blew our yeah. minds didn't it just how awesome it became and and, um, you know, it, it kind of was a snowball effect because as soon as you talk to one person and put something up, then there's some people liking. So then you connect with them and then, you know, it's just this great whole whole network of people and now it's, it's just huge. And, and before that, I'd never even used LinkedIn in my life. And I thought, oh, how am I going to use this? You know, I'm not really big on social media and... You know, at first you just go, oh, grumble, grumble, got to change, got to do something different. And then it was just like, but wow, how fantastic has it turned out? Yeah. The, the biggest difference, which turned out to be the biggest advantage, was that when you physically meet people, it's a great skill to learn how to, how to start a conversation with someone that you meet. Um, but they don't tend, they never tend to go really in depth because yeah. it's completely unexpected and, um, and, we haven't really been able to continue any of the conversations for any depth that we met physically, but it was a great way to learn how to connect with people. What LinkedIn's done for us is made it easy to connect with people because people are willing to connect, but then it's helped develop the other skill, which is you're now actually engaged in a you know a 30-minute conversation, you know, literally face to face, almost like being over the other side of a coffee table. So 
you're now developing those um, conversation skills that we really wanted to develop, which was you know, how to understand, seek to understand people before being understood ourselves. Um, and that's been quite, that's, that's been a learning experience as well. Not realizing that when you seek to understand, you're actually, you're making yourself become vulnerable. Mm. Um, because you're opening yourself up to listen to other people's beliefs that may be different to yours. So it becomes a you know, learning, that's where you start to learn tolerance. <laughs> um, we found ourselves, the first time I realized this, I remember speaking to a lady when we're out and about physically meeting people, having a great conversation with her, asked her some questions about herself, and then she mentioned something that was a completely different belief to mine. And it was like the brain stopped. <laughs> Like it really, like we're having this conversation, and then you hear something that, and it's like my brain just froze, and I, I stumbled through the rest of the conversation. And I remember going back and sitting down with Donna, going, "Why does that happen? Like, why, why just because there's something that that you don't relate to that it just affects the conversation?" And mm-hmm. uh, what I what we did then is we we caught up. We called over the lady I spoke to, and I and I fessed up to her um, what I was thinking, just to just to learn more and to see what her reaction was. And, and we had a really good conversation after that. But here again, it was another go sit in the car and and go. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like why why did this happen? But I love that that part that you continue the conversation and how many people stop it there. And it makes me think of um, on Thursday, which is actually Friday, your time, we are going to be having a conversation with a guy named uh, Mick. And Mick is not sorry for being a convicted felon. And nobody would know that he's a convicted felon until he like says it because he's just this down to earth guy. But, you know, once you hear that and the prejudgment that that can come from it. But how many lessons have learned? It's like this. How many lessons have you learned in in such great conversations that you've had from going past that uncomfortable phase and seeking to understand? So it is, oh, I swear this is such a blessing to be able to hear y'all speak about this. And I think the one thing that I love about this too is that no matter what form you are, connection is contagious. It, it really is whenever you come without an agenda and you just want to connect. Because once you told me, I was like, I'll just tell everybody. I was like, I'm going to connect you with X, Y, Z. You know, like all these different people that I think are awesome, you know, that would get value from you um, per se. And I know, and I also know that would be reciprocated as well. But still, it, it's just, it was so interesting to see the work that you do. So I know we're right at our time. So my final question for y'all is, what would you say to somebody that apologizes for connecting with people daily? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't don't apologize because people love it and people need it. And we've just been really blown away by the number of people that have been so excited just that just that we've sat down and had a chat with them and and it's it's still amazing to me after all this time even because you know how we started out was and, and it kind of sounds selfish but doing it to better ourselves and grow ourselves and and just just get better at talking to people I guess it's 
um, if you do something with good intent, it's going to have that that good repercussion as well. So, um, yeah, like seriously, anyone that that's sorry for, for thinking about doing something like that, no, please don't go ahead and do it because people need it and people love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't apologise for it because it is the it is it is a way that you can add value to people. Um, just taking the time to talk to someone shows that you appreciate them because you've taken that time. So, you know, for us, we see that the way we're adding value is just by having that conversation without an agenda. And I love that. And the thing that makes me um, think even more is that on on some of the lessons that I've done in, in trainings, at first it was just me giving information and I was taking time and it's like, I didn't feel like the engagement. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to give you a few talking points. Let's just all chit chat. You know, talk about where we're that people need people. And that is what I have found right now more than ever, especially in this space of the unknown, especially in this space of being what I say is a hot human, humble, open and transparent, being vulnerable more than we have ever been. Yeah. That people just need people. And I am beyond blessed for y'all for looking for those people. And so for any people looking for y'all, what would you, how can they reach out to you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, so they can, we, we've recorded everything from the day we started on Instagram. So it's the Stephen Fry with a PH, so the Stephen Fry. And on Instagram, um, Stephen Fry, LinkedIn, sorry, Stephen yeah. Fry. Um, and it's the or Stephen Donna Fry. Fry. And it's easy to find because the photograph on LinkedIn is with both of us. So yeah. we do everything we together. We both have a couple. With our <laughs> <picture>. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And I think I'm going to end with this comment too. It says, this was the best I've seen. And Nathan's watched a lot of these. Um, he's been in since March. So this is humans at our best. This was great, simple, but very challenging. And I think that sums this up. And I think that sums y'all up that you, every time I talk to you, y'all add so much value to my life and just, and you're across the world. And that's the other thing I love, that you're literally across the world and you took the time. I know it is, what did you say, 5 a.m.? It's about to be. Uh, it's nearly 6.30 now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it, you are across the world early in the morning on the next day. time <laughs> to speak with me without an agenda just to speak your humanity and what you've learned. So I am forever grateful. Thank you so much for joining us and, and thank you for everybody that tuned in. I hope you have an amazing and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.